Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life. Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli, are you new to our program? Or have you been listening to us for years and years and years? Because Pam and I have been doing this for years and years and years. Every week we are coming through to you um, from all different places on the planet, if we're traveling or wherever, we are here for you every week. And so we are asking all of our friends, please, to help us grow, help us grow our family. Please share the podcast with your family friends let's get the word out there so we can get a few more people listening to the cosmic waves of the universe and with Pam's guidance helping them make better choices during their week and perhaps dropping into some deeper uh, states of awareness and understandings with our meditations so please dear friends share our program so this week is the 39th week and Pam's going to tell us all about September the 27th uh, starting Monday the 27th and then I'll be joining you again for our 10-minute meditation and please friends also consider making a donation so that we can keep this program growing as we have been for many years for free Um, to help cover our costs. So thanks so much. Pam, what is ahead of us this week? Okay, I hope you all enjoyed last week when we were in what was a little transitory energy that I talked about with the autumn equinox and that full moon that led last Monday. Now we are in uh, the third quarter of the moon as it travels, which basically means we're at the tail end of the waning moon cycle. So this week is a lot about integrating different facets of self. It's about considering ideas and concepts, which perhaps are new to us and the ones that we're going to embrace and the ones that don't quite fit. So we come to terms and understanding with how we're moving forward because that's really very valuable as we go through this week. So here's the piece. On Monday, the moon is in the sign of Gemini and it goes into... um, Gemini throughout the end of the day into the wee hour of the next day, Tuesday. Now, the thing to keep in mind about this particular week is that Monday actually is a pretty good day. 
With that Gemini moon, we are communicating, but you have to keep in mind that Mercury goes retrograde. Mercury goes retrograde at 1.10 a.m. Eastern time. So adjust, please, depending on where you are on the planet. And that Mercury retrograde is in the sign of Libra. So just as it's hitting that tail end of Libra, it decides to backtrack. And I think there's a reason for this. Mercury in an air sign is so much about verbal communication. And in the sign of Libra, it's about relating. And as I spoke last week with the autumn equinox having come in, spring equinox, if you're in the southern hemisphere, regardless, uh, sun is in the sign of Libra. There's so much about coming to terms with what we view as differences, polar opposites, the ways that we relate. And with Mercury in retrograde in the sign of Libra, we are revisiting over the next few weeks every conversation we've had, things we've written, um, contracts that we plan to make. So this is a perfect time to go over information. Make sure it says or states or really defines what it is you mean to define because we double check, we catch things. And Monday is actually very good for this, even though it's early on in the retrograde motion. With that moon in the sign of Gemini, it, 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 the desire is such that we want to converse, we want to understand. In the early part of the day, especially as we get towards late afternoon, we may encounter some confusion, some mixed signals. This is really juicy to kind of take apart and understand better. And actually from about 4.30 until um, evening's end, we're in this wonderful time to relax and socialize while having conversations that are a bit more open-ended and provocative in good ways, where we invite in understanding of things that maybe we wouldn't usually go down that road. We don't necessarily want to shake hands, sign a deal with Mercury retrograde, but we can invite in and tease out conversations that sometimes are harder to have. Um, at other points in time. And that's all about going over, considering, um, teasing, flirting, sense of humor, very important when the moon is in the sign of Gemini. And even that turn of a phrase that can invite in new perspective with people who are open to having those conversations. And that includes the conversations we have with ourselves. So the moon goes for it, of course, just after midnight, uh, 12, 18 a.m. on Tuesday, the 28th. And we're into, as I said, quarter moon energy, which we have a little point of friction with what we're trying to define and understand emotionally with our uh, overt expression. The moon enters the sign of Cancer at 9.34 a.m. And now we're in 
full-blown rockiness with that retrograde Mercury. And this is because uh, the moon in Cancer is a water moon. It's reactive. It likes to do what it likes to do. It's comfort level. Whether you're a, a Cancer or have Cancer signature at all, you still are going to be influenced some way with how this is moving through the sky because it, it depicts people's comfort level, how they want to respond and move through the world. So you may be a person with absolutely no water in your horoscope or things that make you alert to kind of the ebb and flow of people's emotional landscape, but you're still probably going to be affected by it because people have all different alchemical con compositions and often someone who doesn't have any water in their horoscope has people in their lives who do who kind of teach them uh, balance parts of the self that are more dormant or not as easily accessed because we all have this realm, whether it's our comfort zone, regular language or not. So kind of a rocky day, especially with anything that has to do with is someone stepping up to their job or doing their side of the support system. And so there can be hurt feelings if we don't communicate clearly. This is what I need you to do. The thing is, and this follows through on the 29th Wednesday as well, is that we can't really get people to do necessarily what we would like them to do. But what is of primary importance is that we express what it is we need and how we would like them to do something. Whether they do it or not is not in our direct control, but what is in our control and may be more difficult for some of us than others on these particular couple of days. Again, all this general forecast I give has the mitigating factor of being how does it relate directly with your horoscope. So for those of us who do have a lot of water in our horoscope um, or who are cardinal signs, uh, cardinal signs, Cancer, Aries, Libra, and Capricorn, water signs, uh, Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. I mean, we, we may find ourselves more reactive on these couple of days than someone else who doesn't have this. That being said, it's really important to articulate whatever it is you may be reacting to, even if you cannot say it to the, the party or the person who's causing the conflict or concern. For you to identify it, understand it, and own it is going to help you. It may not solve the problem, but if you recognize a grievance or concern that maybe cannot be heard by the other party entity that's causing that point of stress, or even within yourself, 
then you actually are from a perspective where you can start to change it in some way. It's the part that keeps this closed underwater that can cause real um, grievances, wounds, moodiness, anger, disruption, um, hurt feelings. And so we really want to understand it. So if you're the person feeling it, please take the time with yourself to understand it, whether it's a a walk by a body of water, a bath, or um, a good cry, or writing it out so that you can really make it three-dimensional in some way. Because when you understand it, you're able to come to terms with it. If this is happening to you where someone seems to be reacting to you and you don't know why the heck they are, um, encouraging some sort of dialogue or being open to listening is helpful, even if you find yourself reacting to it. The most important thing, and I, I stress this especially as I look at Wednesday is do your best not to get defensive, but to simply hear. Wednesday is a wonderfully creative day. It's terrific for spiritual connection. So what happens when we're in this very raw emotional state at times is that we are in the realm of truly being human. So in other words, when we're, you know, working with our intellectual mind or we're in a zone where we're really like, you know, our body feels strong and we're doing what we need to do or we feel very inspired. I mean, all that is great. But when we're in the throes of some sort of emotional, what I would consider a birthing midwifing process, then we really have potential to actualize and activate a lot of the the spiritual reality of being human. Because as we move through who we are emotionally or help someone else midwife their emotions or sit or witness someone else's um, deep emotional state, then we are truly in a place that is, I think, a, a form of human divinity, because it's it's the emotional realm that gives us a yes, you know, like the intellect is wonderful, being inspired is wonderful, but true wisdom and evolution may well come from the feeling emotional realm in the same way that we all originally came from the sea. So highly creative energy, move through a tsunami of emotions, ride the current, and Thursday the 30th can really define, articulate ideas even though it may not be so graceful or feel so good, but that's okay. And at 10.49 a.m., the moon goes void, of course, and it's void until 8.53 p.m. 
And this looks like a pretty, um, pretty luscious late morning, afternoon, early evening in that the moon is in the sign of cancer. Uh, there's a picture in the sky with Venus and Jupiter, not necessarily um, totally harmonious picture, but what it's saying is there's so many offerings available. So if you feel like you've just been through a, whew, I just plowed through some emotional, whatever it was I had to say or do, then give yourself a experience that's about how do I feel truly here and alive? And it's not dissimilar to any of us who've had the privilege of spending a lot of time with a baby or a small child. I, I mean, you know, they sleep, they sleep deeply. They wake up and everything's new, like everything, like, let's go here. What's that? I'm, I'm, I'm responding to this. Look at the light over there. Oh, this smells good. And so that's what, that's what the late after, uh, late morning, afternoon, early evening of Thursday, the 30th can feel like to us. It can feel like this. I am kind of newborn and awakening into the present. And so it's not a time to sort of roar along and do whatever it is you have to get done unless you're finishing something up with, with almost new eyes for it. But you want to really baby yourself <laughs> on this particular day. So any way that can happen is good, good, good. The moon enters Leo at 8.53 p.m. And another, I'm sorry, another kind of bumpy couple of days. Um, Leo moon in the evening can like want to play, do something glamorous, romantic. Uh, give yourself whatever feels like it's, it's a little fun, playful, childlike. Some people might want to create, other people watch a rom-com thing or um, put on some music or um, play, play a game. I mean, whatever just gives you that sense of spontaneous childlike expression is, is a good thing for you to do for yourself Thursday in the evening because Friday... Wait a minute, where am I? Oh, yeah, Friday, the 1st of October. Moon is still in the sign of Leo, as it is until, um, yeah, through Saturday. And so on Friday, Friday looks like it could be a kind of creative cooking, spontaneous action fast-moving day. It's especially this way if in the morning you take care of whatever responsibilities need to be done. I would say really, really valuable to, if it's not your habit to exercise in the first thing in the morning, is at least do what needs to be done to kind of discharge any 
any kind of uh, racing energy. Um, certainly, baby, your car, that would have been good to do a few days before, before we got in the Mercury retrograde, because this could be a, a bumpy kind of morning for some people with vehicles or how they get around. But it's um, the more you kind of take time and give yourself what you need to do, the easier um, can be some sort of confrontation or um, who's got responsibility for this, that, where's the support for whatever. So um, doesn't mean that you have to get in arguments, but there is an argumentative edge to the early morning, mid-morning on this particular day. Power struggles, um, uh, somebody wants to be on top or win in a conversation, choose your battles, choose how you're spending your energy, um, because when you do that effectively, it can be a pretty productive day. Um, the thing to know is if you're out and about in the late evening, um, there can be some like things you don't expect. So this is one of those days I really stress, pay attention if you're driving, pay attention where you're walking. Um, not necessarily because you're not, but not everybody is. And so the more on high alert we are, the safer the outcome or the better the outcome for all concerned. Uh, overall, there can be a lot of uh, richness, that cre especially creatively, that comes out of this day and into Saturday. Uh, Saturday, it's really important to choose where you want to spend your energy, or um, some of us by the end of the day may feel very spent and as though we didn't get to do what we wanted to do. So here's the thing, especially for anyone who has a moon, Venus, uh, difficult configuration in their horoscope. What Moon v Venus in Heart Aspect teaches us is how we get our needs met by expressing what it is we really want. And sometimes we have to compromise or come to term between the two, but one should not be at the sacrifice of the other. So if you're feeling on Saturday the 2nd, that you're just doing what everybody else wants to do and you're not doing what you do, you want to do, by the end of the day, you're probably going to be kind of cranky and feel very, um, for some of us, even bereft. Like, I didn't get my needs met. I didn't get what I wanted. So it's valuable in the early part of the day to really plan out, you know, where you're spending your energy so that by the end of the day at 7.43 p.m. when the moon goes void, of course, you feel like you balance those two pieces fairly well, or at least well enough that you're not feeling like you didn't get anything that you wanted to do. Because the moon's in Leo, you're supposed to have fun to some degree. So the evening, once the moon is void, of course, is to relax, play, um, be romantic, um, have some real chill time and expression of 
who you are in your divine self. The moon enters Virgo at 4.38 a.m. Sunday morning the 3rd. And now we are in slightly easy energy. Always this week, remember Mercury is retrograde, especially something to be aware of when the moon is in the sign of Virgo, although the real positive of today is it's terrific, terrific for editing, uh, going over something, really um, deciding with somebody else what it is, uh, planning, uh, excellent, excellent for that. Uh, overall, really good day to be taking care of details, uh, watching whatever may fall through the cracks, and uh, can't stress enough the value of being in nature to restore. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay, thank you so much, Pam. And is there a word that you would really kind of bring in for our meditation for this week? Which you think is strong? Hmm. Um, many popped up. <laughs> yeah, no, many did pop up. I would say... Um, I think the real message here is um, the word that comes into my head is integration because I was talking a lot about squares that are in the sky. So what happens with those is that we feel like something is going to win over something else. Or if we do that, we can't have this. So the real challenge of this week is to see what needs to be said so that you can feel like you're well integrated with whatever the decision was and that something was not at the expense of something else does that make sense sure okay integration so i invite everybody as always to just take a little 10 minute breather with us and let's just feel ourselves literally just integrating into our physical mental emotional spiritual selves allow all of those to meet up sometimes our spiritual self is way ahead of our physical self or our mental self. Sometimes it's like a like a race with batons and we're like a relay and we're trying to catch up with each part of ourself, the spiritual self racing ahead and the physical self saying, hey, there's no way I can keep up, or the mental self saying, uh-uh, excuse me, I need some attention here and you're just kind of not paying attention to me. So we, we can find that even within ourself, like all the, all of the kind of the realms of who we are, sometimes also need a little bit of glue or a little bit of gel or a little bit of lubrication to come together, to really fit together. We might have the ideal of being spiritually aware but struggle with it in our physical life so let's just visualize now those those parts of ourselves the physical 
mental, so our thoughts, our feelings, and our spirit, our spiritual ideals, which are really usually the the deepest part of us in many ways. And then let's just add into a fifth ball. So we've got these five balls, the fifth ball being like our vital force, our energy, which is different to all of those other four parts of ourselves. It's like the the one might think of it as a spirit, but it's really just the energy, the energy centre of ourself. And one way that I like to visualise this is that there's a ball or a, a circle and that very, very centre circle could be our vital force. That could be, for some of you, it could be like divine force or or universal energy or your God spark or spirit. And then around that circle, draw another circle. So it's a bigger circle and that's the spiritual energy. So that's how we are in spirit. And for you, that might be related to a belief system, a religion, a culture, or it might be something more abstract or even scientific. It's just your your spiritual understanding. And spirit might be something for you that is also beginningless and endless, which is also definitely a quality of that central piece of the vital force. So the vital force and the spiritual energy, they're both beginningless and endless. They're here. They're always here. They're in the past, they're in the future. One might even think of them as um, everywhere, as omnipresent, transcending time and space. And then draw another circle around your first two circles. And that circle is your thoughts your mental thoughts, the things that go upstairs in that brain of yours, your mental sphere. In many ways, this is something that when we die, a lot of the the mental stuff doesn't really necessarily stick. It might be just in this lifetime. It might be due to cause and effect or karma. But really, the thoughts could be quite different. And then, again, drawing a bigger circle. So we're going out now in concentric circles. You can think of like the layers of an onion. And these are your feelings. And your feelings also can be constantly changing. We don't necessarily have to have the same feelings all of the time. They can change in a flip of a moment. 
or they can be continuous for our whole lives or they can be um, very diverse as well, really polarised from happy to sad. Our feelings come from our thoughts, from circumstances, from conditions around us. And then we're going to draw our final circle. And this circle contains everything, all the other circles inside of it. And this circle contains our physical body. And this, friends, is just, it's just an image, just one image. It's just one way of, of understanding. It's just a, um, a play, a play of words, a play of images, a play of concepts. But just in this last image, in this last circle, we see our physical body. And sometimes we can have a very strong spiritual, spiritual, really, really strong spiritual body and our physical body or our emotional state can not be so healthy. And sometimes we can have a really healthy body, be fit and super healthy, but our mind can be distracted or confused or just off. Sometimes we can be an emotional wreck and be um, physically really super healthy. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to integrate health throughout all of these realms. So going from, first of all, the inside from the vital force, just visualise very strong, powerful, beautiful, healthy light just moving from the vital force and sending energy out to the spirit, to the spiritual realm, out to the mental realm, out to the emotional realm and out to the physical realm and just feel that we're creating like an equilibrium, like a balance so that all realms of ourself are now vital, healthy, radiant. And then... Let's go the other way. So starting in the physical realm, just visualise your body. No matter what state you're in right now, visualise your body as vitally healthy, every single cell bursting with energy and health, and then come into your emotional state, and there, see healthy emotions, equilibrium. Maybe see some more peace and some more happiness if you need that. Then come into the mental realm and see clarity, intelligence, see the wisdom to make good choices, see the clarity of mind, no disturbances. And then come into the spirit as we're coming in. Energy is strong and powerful. The spirit is clear. It has mission. It has intention. It knows where it is and what it's doing. And then come in to the central ball, the central circle, the vital force. 
divine spark, full of light. And then from the centre, go outwards again through all of those parts of yourself and go out into infinity in all senses of the word infinity and send this equilibrium and peace and integration to all beings everywhere. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you and we will see you next week. Please share our program. Thank you so much, Pam. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.